We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some more JMU women's and men's basketball. Talk a little football as well with Shane Metlin from the Daily News Record. Hi, Shane. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing well. Just talked to Sean O'Regan, and his team gets set to go on the road, so let's start with some women's basketball right now. But, you know, uh, you were able to see both games this past week, and as he kind of said to me, they're just kind of finding a way to win right now. They've won six out of seven. They've trailed in all three of the conference games, but they're 3-0, and finding ways to win, and that does show kind of a veteran team. But um, have you been impressed with what you've seen from them the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think so, because, you know, you look at the Sun Belt on the women's side, and they're just grouped so tightly. You look at the net or whatever, whatever rankings you want to look at, you non-conference records, whatever. Like it looks like a very balanced league. And I think for JMU to get off to a three and O start against, you know, for the most part, those teams that you kind of expect to be competitive and maybe be in the mix. I mean, it's just a really good start. And they had some games similar to that last year that they just didn't win. And, you know, I mean, they still might, they still might hit a lull or something here at some point, but I think through three games, that's about as good as they could have hoped for. And they're not playing their best. I mean, they're not shooting it great. Yeah. They're, they're defending fairly well. Peyton McDowell didn't score against Arkansas State, but then Ashanti Barnes steps up. Carol Miller steps up against Louisiana. They're just they're finding ways to win. Susha's been really good of late, and, and that's I think she's kind of – she seems like she's settling a little bit, and now she's kind of the go-to. Yeah, I think there's just – there's not really anybody in the Sun Belt who matches up with her. That's the that's the one spot on the floor where they have like a pretty big advantage. There's lots of good guards in this league, and there's there's some bigs, but there's not there's not a big that has her size and mobility and just motor to kind of go hard for the entire game and can play 30 minutes if she stays out of foul trouble. And um, yeah, I think that's that's where JMU I think has a real big advantage is is inside because she's probably the best post player in the league. And then they're bringing people like Ashanti Barnes and uh, Anna Goodman off the bench to, to give her some, some rest. And they're both very, very capable of making some plays and scoring some points and grabbing rebounds. And I, I think that's where JMU has the advantage over a lot of teams in the Sun Belt because, you know, not to take anything away from JMU's backcourt, but it's just that there are teams that can match up with them in the backcourt. One kid that's playing really well right now is Jamia Hazel, and it's it, we got to talk to her last week at the press conference, and I mean she was five for seven against Louisiana in the three conference games. She's twenty out of thirty three and has made four ten uh, three pointers, and she shot well from the foul line. Uh, it seems like she's just she's become a little more steady here of late as well, and and she's been kind of the go to kid late in games, and when they need when they need a shot, they go to Jamia, and she's playing thirty two, thirty five, thirty four minutes per game, but she's really stepped up, and I think that's been huge for this team. Yeah, and you know, you talked about Peyton McDaniel was scoreless in a game recently, and you know, she just hasn't shot the ball very well yet this season. She's done a lot of other good things. She's, you know, I think the leading rebounder on the team right now, and um, is doing a lot. But you know, Jamia Hayes, I think Sean O'Regan probably expected her to have this kind of offensive output at some point in her career. I mean, she came in as a freshman and, you know, the summer before they started playing, he, he tell me, you know, sometimes she'll just go off for 20 points and in 15 minutes. And, um, she's had moments where she's shown a lot of offensive ability, but I think she's really starting to kind of put it together and, and let it come to her right now. She's not forcing shots. Um, 
and and she's you know distributing the ball well and yeah she's really just kind of playing probably her best basketball mm-hmm. that she's played at JMU. Yeah, I think so too. Now, I was talking to Sean earlier on the show, and, and again, we were talking about the zone defense that they've brought out. That Coach Harrow is, he said, you've been trying to, to get the ins and outs of this defense, but he's not going to give it to you. But that, that, that's been a big part of what they've done here lately and why they've been pretty good defensively is, is the zone they've went to. Yeah, and, you know, they, they do mix things up. You, you have a lot of teams who have kind of a defensive identity and you know exactly what they're going to do and they're going to try to do it extremely well um jamie will mix things up on some teams and it's it's different types of zones but that three two was really effective the other day um kind of of taking uh you know izzy higginbottom one of the best players in the conference taking her out of the game really in the second half um against arkansas state so um, I think we'll see them mix in different things. I mean, they're not going to be exclusively zoned, but that's something that really was an adjustment that's kind of helped them a lot getting into conference play. They're 3-0. and Again, it's been a grind this week. They go to Southern Miss, who's lost six in a row after seven straight and a win over Ole Miss, and they go to Troy, a reunion for, for Cochero down there. But this will be a challenging week. I know those two teams, again, Troy's always good. They're 2-1 and so far in league play. Southern Miss has struggled, but, the, again, they've got some decent wins. Um, this will be a good challenge for this team this week. Yeah, I mean, and this is really just um, for Southern Miss. This is you know kind of a, a nightmare season to a degree with their coach um, battling health issues and everything else. And but they're, they're a good team that you know they they're getting home and uh, opportunity for them to you know do something pretty big by beating the beating the, the defending champs and the JMU team is off to a three zero start. And like you said, Troy. You know, you can almost always throw their non-conference record out once conference play starts because, you know, they play a really tough schedule and they, they'll they have a lot of turnover from year to year and they'll kind of try to build towards, you know, making a run in conference play. And like he said, Neil Harrow definitely knows that. He was on staff there for a long time. And um, I, I don't think it's going to be easy games this week, regardless of what those teams' records look like right now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, we're down to Shane Metlin from the Daily News Record talking some JMU basketball. We'll talk some football as well with some of the commits that they've been been able to get. But uh, JMU men, we heard from from Coach Byington yesterday and Jalen Carey. They'll try and bounce back from their first loss of the season um, this past week. But do you th- do you feel like the loss will help this team moving forward? I mean, I think it probably just takes that um, that talk of undefeatedness and uh, you know how long that run's going to last and everything else and any pressure that comes with it. It just takes that off the table for them right now. I mean, you know, n- nobody's gone the entire season, including the postseason, undefeated in almost fifty years. So you know, nobody was really expecting this JMU team to be the one 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 to do that they were going to lose at some point and uh southern miss is always a tough place to play and it's a team that you know similar to what we were talking about with on the women's side you can't really judge them necessarily on yeah. their non-conference record what they're going to be able to do in conference because the guys that they've got playing for them right now and um so i mean never good to lose but i think you know it was going to happen at some point and it gives them a chance to kind of you know revamp and regroup and and try to try to start a new winning streak now at home playing four games at home yeah that that's big to to come back home and get four in a row they've got challenging opponents this week against southern south alabama and app state but you know they've really struggled they really struggled the last two games to shoot the basketball is that a concern moving forward they were they were such a an efficient offensive team in the non-conference but they just they have not shot it well these last couple of games in league play is that a concern I don't know. I mean, you're going to have games where you don't shoot it very well, and you know, maybe especially on the road, maybe especially the second leg of a road trip, like when they go to uh, 
go to Southern Miss and, you know, ride the bus and everything. It's going to happen. I, I think they've got shooters. I think they're going to, you know, they're going to get back to shooting well. And they, like we said, they get to play four games at home and they're, home gym that they're comfortable with and the crowd behind them and everything else. I, if it, if a shooting slump gets to be an extended thing and going for weeks, it might be a little more concerning, but I don't think just coming off this road trip that, you know, not shooting it particularly well is, is something to get real excited about right now. I know one guy, obviously we talk about TJ a lot and one guy that's really struggling right now. And he hadn't been was Mike green. Um, did not have a great week. Didn't shoot it very well. Um, was over in one of the games. Didn't have very many assists. Um, but he hasn't scored in double figures since the Hampton game when he had 16. And again, his assists have been down a little bit. He only had one over the, the, the last two games. I, I think for this team to get to where they want to get to, he's got to play at, at a probably a more consistent, higher level. And he was. It just it's been a struggle here of late. And I think he'll turn it around. He's that good a player. Yeah, I think you know around the time of the Hampton game you were talking about, we had a discussion that he might have been playing as well as anybody. No question. Yeah. Um, at, at JMU and you know maybe even in the conference, but um, yeah, I mean a little bit of a slump. I think you know the good thing for JMU is they've got other guys who can play minutes to kind of let him through that. You know, you got Xavier Brown who, who can do good things. And um, I, I think the, you know, the assist that you mentioned only having one assist is probably a bigger concern yeah. um, because, you know, he's always been a guy who, you know, might go off for 25, one game and then not score a bunch, you know, the next, but he's been a pretty consistent distributor. And, you know, I think with the other guys on the team that you have and, uh, you know, his ability to kind of run the offense kept them from playing a lot of one-on-one type of basketball that, you know, some JMU fans have probably lamented a lot, a little in recent years. Um, and maybe we saw a little bit more of that this weekend, but, but I, I, I mean, I think he's a guy who's going to get it back together. I mean, veteran guy, fifth year player that, you know, you, you expect him to be able to bounce back pretty well. We're talking to Shane Metlin from the DNR, talking to some Jamie men's basketball right now. And I guess that was the one thing that kind of concerned me against Southern Miss. And I'm sure they're going to learn from this. Again, as Coach Byington mentioned, he's got a lot of uh, five pages worth of stuff that they're going to look at and work on and try and get better at. But the one thing that kind of concerned me, and I think they'll learn from it, is, is they seem, and, and Coach even mentioned this, they seem to just kind of all want to get it back themselves. And, and a lot of one-on-one bad shots at times and weren't sharing the basketball like they were when they were really, really good. But I think that's something that this team will certainly look at the film, learn from, and, and hopefully they, they don't make that mistake again. It just That was the one game this year where it just kind of, okay, they want to get it back right now and they were taking some bad shots. Yeah, and, you know, even – even in that game, though, they kind of played well for a stretch and cut it to four yeah, a couple absolutely. times, and yep. and it seemed like they you know figured it out. But then, like you said, maybe it was you know somebody wanted to be the guy who who put him ahead, and I I don't know. I mean, I think they've got lots of good players, and um, you know they they've got guys who who want the ball, which is a good thing. Um, but you know, teams play. You got you got to. If you go to the Final Four, which I'm not saying Jamie will go to the Final Four, but you're talking about 38, 40 games in a season, <laughs> right. and there's going to be games over the course of the season where you just don't play your best, and you know maybe even stretches where you don't play your best. No, nobody goes undefeated. Nobody, nobody goes undefeated in conference play, especially. No doubt. And and you know. I think if this is the, if this is the worst it gets for JMU, then it's going to be a very very good season. Uh, but you know, it remains to be seen if this is you know a trend or if this is just you know kind of a little bit of a tough stretch 
over a road trip. And, and again, they found a way to beat Louisiana. They won 19 straight at home. They were with Southern Miss. And, and, and Southern Miss is good, folks. Uh, this is a team that won the league in the regular season last year. They have two of the best players in the league in, in Crowley and, and Curbelo. So this is a talented team that's going to beat a lot of teams inside that building. And they're 20 and 1 their last 21 games. So you're right. The sky isn't falling. Um, people are FAU, the darlings of college basketball right now. Yeah, they beat Arizona. They also lost to Bryant. They lost to Charlotte. So they've lost games as well. So it, it, it's college basketball. As Coach Bankton always says, it's hard to win games, especially on the road in conference play. So, again, this week they get back at home. South Alabama, a team that beat them twice a year ago. I'm sure there's some uh, some bad feelings toward the uh, the Jaguars a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's one that they'll uh, definitely, you know, you look at, you know, uh, guys like Terrence Edwards, Julian Wooden, Noah Friedel, the guys who were here last year and played in those games, I think this is going to be one that they uh, they definitely get everybody on board for because you know yeah it was a team that had the number in conference last year, uh, a tough one on the road and then a tough one um, in the conference tournament. Um, you know South Alabama is a team that you know they kind of reload in the transfer portal and not necessarily with you know big name guys they'll find non division one guys and uh people who can get the job done and um sometimes it takes those teams a little bit to kind of gel and you know we we might be getting about to the time last year where they started to kind of put it together and um you know I don't think it'll be an easy test, but it's not the same South Alabama team that gave them so much trouble no, last year either. Much different team. They're, yeah, they, they lost four starters off of that team, especially the defensive player of the year, a first-team all-conference guy, so it's a much different team. And then they got App State on Saturday. That'll be fun, again, because that's a team. They were picked second behind JMU. They've been playing well. They lost an overtime game this past week on the roads. They're 2-1 as well in league play. But I still think JMU and App State are the two best teams in this league. Yeah, I think so, and that that should be a fun one. Um, you know, I think students should be you know, getting back into yeah, town this weekend. Come back and for that one. We'll probably be hearing about you know how JMU and App State are the best two teams in the conference, and no, should be a great environment. And um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Not to look past you know getting over there Thursday night, right. but uh, I think that'll be a real fun one on Saturday. And the dudes trying to bounce back from that loss to Southern Miss. They get four in a row at home. Two more next week as well. But we'll talk about that as we continue. South Alabama Thursday, App State on Saturday. We're talking to Shane Metlin from the DNR, and you know. <laughs> A lot of people talked about the transfer portal and all the JMU guys going to Indiana, following those coaches to, to, to play at IU. Well, the transfer portal does work both ways, and now, as of right now, there are 13 guys that have verbally committed out of the transfer portal to play football at JMU. And I guess just give me your overall impressions of what Coach Chesney and his staff has done so far. We not we, we saw the high school kids they, they signed back on Sunday day in December. Now 13 transfers, probably more. They got a DN from South Florida who spent four years at Florida. George Petaway, the running back from North Carolina, is going to come. He was a top 100 recruit out of, the, out of, out of high school. They get the running back from, from North Texas. It seems like they are loading up with some talented kids. Yeah, they, it really does. Um, yeah, I, I, all of a sudden, like you got three proven running backs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, joining in the, joining in the mix. Where uh, you know, it seems like just a few days ago, you're wondering who who's going to carry the ball, <laughs> right. and uh, now now they look loaded at that position. Um, quarterback, uh, you know, Dylan Morris. <laughs> I was wondering if we might get to see him a little bit in the I know, championship yeah. game last night. Uh, ended up not happening, but uh, you know, that seems like it's a going to be a very solid pickup and this guy who was um during i mean it was a strange kind of covid year but i mean he was honorable mention all pac 12 right 
a few years ago. I mean, this is a guy who I think um, is very capable of playing in the Sun Belt. And, uh, yeah, all of a sudden it's looking it, – it's starting to be a pretty talented group put together. Um, you know, we may need to find some wide receivers and some things like that, but uh, it, it seems like it's, it's coming together pretty pretty quickly now that they're able to get some guys on campus for some visits and, uh, you know, we're really hit hard – with, with the recruiting of the portal right now. Yeah, got a couple of D linemen and a couple of defensive ends. Um, you mentioned wide receiver. They need that. They got the kid from Mississippi State. But I get the Dylan Morris one did kind of come out of nowhere, a surprise on Friday night when, when that was released and announced. And then he talked about it with some reporters over the weekend at the national championship site. But um, i very intrigued by that one. I, I, I can't wait to talk to him and talk to, to Coach Chesney about kind of how that worked out and how it all happened. Yeah, I mean, it's – it's very interesting. I mean, you look at Coach Chesney at Holy Cross. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a different type of school. It's, you know, a private school, a prestigious school and everything. And while he was there, they really recruited nationwide. And, you know, they were able to do that. And seems to still be doing that here at JMU right now. You look at where all these guys are from. You, you know, you got some North Carolina guys. You got some, you know, in-state players. But. I mean, you're going people from Washington State and St. Louis and Texas and all over the place. I mean, Jamie's kind of been pretty regional with their recruiting up until this point. And, you know, the ties across the nation are, are paying off right now for them because, I mean, it's going to be a pretty – a coast-to-coast a -coast roster are kind of just looking at it right now. If folks had any concern, I don't think they should be concerned anymore. I think Coach Chesney and his staff will be able to recruit pretty at a pretty high level. There, there's no doubt. So We'll see how it all pans out, see who else they get. I would imagine they're not done just yet. So Again, we'll, we'll keep our eyes on, on what's going on right now, but good stuff up to this point. And we should find out once school starts next week if some of these guys are here and probably get some of the, the that officially done here, and, and some may be on campus here as soon as next week. So Shane, thank you so much for your time as always. I appreciate it. We'll catch up later this week. All right. Thanks, Dave.